Arguments About Nothing is brought to you by The Lies That Peter Pan Told Us as Children Welcome back to Arguments About Nothing! I'm Shelby Samsel. I'm Hannah Bennett. Uh, and we're still in quarantine, and we hope you are too. Yay! So, we're in the U.S. Things are not great here vis-a-vis COVID, but we're doing okay. Uh, and we hope you all are as well. Um, and we are back with another episode of Silly Shenanigans. Yeah, if you've never listened to us before, Arguments About Nothing is a podcast in which we discuss silly, ridiculous, hypothetical situations seriously as if they are something, when in fact they really are absolutely nothing. And today we're just going to kick things off with some good old-fashioned would-you-rathers. Excellent. And do you have any listener questions this week, Shelby? Um, a lot of my questions were co-written uh, by a friend of the pod, Joe Galbiati. So shout out to Joe Galbiati. Um, Thanks, Joe. Yeah. So first one, would you rather have no lights available to you? So like no electronic light bulbs or anything in your homes or no air conditioning? Yee. Yeah. <laughs> do I have to continue living here? Yeah, I guess. So I couldn't just move north to an area where I don't need air conditioning. No, where you currently are. I hate this question. Yeah, for sure. It's not fun. I don't want it. I don't. Yeah, because, like, it's like, at what time of the year would you rather be miserable? Right. <laughs> it's really yeah. what this question miserable is. Miserable during the summer or miserable during the winter. I think I would choose no air conditioning, and I'll tell you why. First of all because I'm kind of a cheapskate and I already go as long as humanly possible without turning my air conditioning on anyway, uh, just to like save on the electric bill. So I usually only use the air conditioning for about maybe two, two and a half months out of the year. But you still and use I, it for those two, two and a half months. Yeah, I use it like all day during those two, the two thing, and a half months. The thing is, at some point, the air conditioning becomes a medical like, yeah. concern. But no lights at all. So I'm a night owl. I do most of my, I do most of my activity like during the evening. During so, the darkness. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Like have I don't know when the last time you had a power outage. But yeah, my suck. my memory of the power outage was not like oh this is so inconvenient for many 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 reasons. It was I'm bored. Like I'm I'm so bored. I can't read a book. I can't go to sleep yet. I can't watch TV. Like, it's just, yeah, I can't deal without the light. I think I can deal without the the AC. Like, worst case, if I'm getting to the point of, like, heat stroke, I can go to a coffee shop. Well, not now. <laughs> not right now. <laughs> God. In the before the world, times, In the before could. times, I could go to a coffee shop. Um, yeah. Boy, I, in quarantine, this even gets harder. Yeah. I don't agree with you. And, really? Oh, no, I would go no lights all day, every day. But in the winter, you like gets dark at like 4, 30, 5 o'clock. That's fine. I'd meditate. You would meditate for hours before you went to bed. I couldn't so, cook. I, it's not that long, realistically, because I go to bed at like 10. So... <laughs> So, I get up with the sun 
most of the time anyway. In the winter, that's a bummer because it's, like, light from 8 a.m. to, like, 4 p.m., right? It's not that long. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think it would be that big of a deal. I'm imagining that you could still use... It's not, like, no electricity, right? It's no light. Right, right. So I could so still watch still TV. TV. Um, I could... You couldn't cook. I don't know. If I was feeling uh, brave. <laughs> that is very adventurous. Cooking in the dark with no lights? I've never done it, so maybe... But I'm imagining, like, if I had the stove on, that would have some light to it. I'm also imagining you're allowed to use, like, a candelabra or something. Oh, okay. You're allowed to use light, like candles and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. no, like, electronic lights. Just no lights. Um, do you, you know I've lived like this a little bit before. Yeah, right? that's what I mean. I feel like it wouldn't be that, like, crazy. Like, if we get rid of the candles, maybe that's a more fair comparison. But even then, I can listen to podcasts. I can play on my phone. Like, I still don't think I would do it. If I can listen to podcasts and play Minesweeper on my phone, I could get through anything. That's what this quarantine has taught me. <laughs> Those are the only two things that I need to be a happy, functioning person. So, And I didn't have an air conditioner for many years. Um, and the only reason I ended up, because I'm a cheapskate, and the only reason I ended up getting one was because I during like a heat wave... I felt sick, like, I thought I was going to have, like, a medical emergency because I was so, like, I, I could barely stand. It was so hot. Wow. Um, and so, and I, I do think that there are safety issues with not having access to enough light, yeah. certainly. <laughs> I don't want to downplay that. I'm also thinking, like, sometimes I shower at night, you know? <laughs> like, that would not work out very well. <laughs> like, taking your candle into the bathroom to go to the bathroom, like... I don't know. I just cook, yeah, try, I trying mean, to cook, trying to use your kitchen, trying to read. I think you could make a sandwich easily enough. Um, or if you've like pre prepared your food, just throwing stuff in the microwave wouldn't be an issue. So you've got to avoid using a knife. There's also the depression aspect of it, like the seasonal depression, you know, like the S sad, you know? Yeah, it's not good. I believe you. But yeah. I, like, for me, as someone who doesn't stay up late anyway, it's, like, not really an issue. It's not as big of an issue for me. My problem is I go to bed at midnight, so. Yeah. If I'm awake at midnight, something has gone wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like, things have not gone according to plan. So I would go no lights and, you know, just feel temperature controlled at all times. Oh. Yeah, I mean, if I lived down south probably would choose the other answer. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, in certain climates, it truly is, a, like, a medical necessity. Right, yeah. This one is, like, a very interesting question. Would you rather have no reflection or no shadow? Oh. I would rather have no shadow. What What benefit does having a shadow bring to your life? Yeah, you know, now as I think about it... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think having a shadow does anything for you, really. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think it brings anything cool. to the table. It's not like I'm like I'm Peter Pan over here, and 
I did, yeah, when I wrote this question, I was like, this is, like, really profound. <laughs> but, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the reflection is, can also be kind of medically necessary sometimes, you know? But Or just, uh, like, putting on makeup. Like, I just, like, I'm going to a job interview and I want to know if I have spinach in my teeth. Yeah. Like, there's a lot more, like helpful stuff to reflection that yeah I don't know what about Peter <laughs> Pan really stuck to me he was so adamant about not losing his shadow I know I I mean I was I thought immediately of Peter Pan too and then I thought my shadow doesn't do anything I mean like the the worst consequence of that would be what like I freak out a four-year-old yeah I, I don't know again Peter Pan has deeply conditioned me to believe that my shadow is incredibly important. Because I thought of this question and was like, oh, yeah, what a, what a toughie. And then you were like, well, what do shadows do? And then I was like, oh, my God, my whole life is a lie. So, what uh, do shadows do? You're right. Uh, things I haven't examined about myself. Um, now, well, that's kind of embarrassing. Be, it, might, <laughs> it might be a more fair question if it was, if nothing had a shadow or you didn't have a reflection. Oh, so because, as like a navigation tool? Well, no, because like, because um, then you couldn't sit in like the shade of a tree, you know, or, oh. or a house. There'd be no shade. That's uh, the only time shadows come up in my life as having value. <laughs> I still can't get over the fact that I thought shadows were anything. <laughs> like, I would care. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, would you rather have no reflection or would the world have no shade? I still would go with I would want my reflection because yeah. that's a more personally urgent issue than... Right. Anyway... That question was a bust, but I also think it was kind of funny. <laughs> so. I I will be leaving this in when I edit great, the podcast, great, 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 just great. so you know. All right. Would you accept the ability to hover? So to, like, hover off the ground? I like the way you worded that. I know I haven't heard the second half of this yet, but accept the ability to hover as if I would fight it. As if I... <laughs> well, it comes with a caveat. Oh, if it okay. meant... You could not chew with your mouth closed ever. <laughs> wow. I thought they might be related, but they're not. <laughs> you don't know if they're related. That might have something specifically due to the, with the science of levitation. You don't know what that takes. It'll, it'll throw off the balance if your mouth is not open at all times. Wait, do I have to hover all the time? No. You do not have to hover all the time. But anytime you eat, you have to do it with your mouth gaping open. Okay. <laughs> but you'd have a really cool party trick. Yes. Yes, I would. I, I would accept the ability to hover. It, but chew with your mouth open all the time? Yeah, I mean, sorry to everyone else, but... That <laughs> I don't have to watch me chew. I don't have to do... Yeah, like, bummer for you, I guess, but, so like, so fine you're with just... me. I get to hover. And if I had to explain to someone, like, listen, I used to chew with my mouth closed, but now I don't and I hover, I think they would fucking understand. <laughs> I was going to say, so no more dinner dates for you. 
But you're banking on the fact that the people you want in your life will understand the choice that you've made. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Like, if I came up to my friends and I was like, listen, I know our relationship is about to change in a significant way. We get we get dinner a lot. And now from now on, you're going to have to watch me chew my food. But listen, I can hover. <laughs> Does your... Does your answer change based on how high you can hover? Well, maybe. <laughs> Are we like, talking a millimeter or? Uh, well, you tell me. What's your limit? Like, how low to the ground could it be where you're like, no, that's no longer worth me chewing with my mouth open? Like, I want to look like I just have like wheelie shoes, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, d- okay. I don't want to look like um. So at least a good six inches. I would say six inches would be fine because the the thing is like, one, I mean, not just a party trick, but like I can impress anyone I want to for the rest of my life. That's true. There's no one who's going to see that and be like, "Mm, boring. Right. Only six inches. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Like you can't hover, bitch. So... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Um, but also, it's, like, very practical, because, like, I could walk over mud puddles and stuff, or I could hover yeah. over them. Well, I was just thinking about, like, you know, a little boy tosses his ball into the pool, and instead of fishing it out, you can just, like, walk over there and pick it up and come back. You're basically Jesus. Yeah, if Jesus ate with his mouth open. We have no, nothing to indicate that he didn't, right? There's no historical evidence either way. Yeah, I haven't seen any documentation about his chewing, so maybe that was the trade-off that he made to walk on water. Maybe that is what happened. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe God was just like, I, I can allow you to walk on this water and turn these fishes, or what did he do? Loaves into fishes? What was the loaves and fishes thing? Don't ask me about God and Jesus. (laughs) And I will never again. I apologize. Um, I would also accept ability to hover. Okay. I think it would be kind of fun if you got, like, some sort of, like, curtain for your mouth. And you just, like, wore it when you ate. And so it would block the view. So, like, a mask that you wear to cover your face all the time. (laughs) Yeah, but, like, not like not the face mask everyone's wearing because that's, like, tight against your mouth. Yeah. But, like, a little curtain. Yeah. Like, a, like a, um, a mouth privacy curtain. Like, one of those things that, like, belly dancers wear. Yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like, more opaque. All right. Well, we've started a new fashion trend. And we can hover now. Oh, yeah. So I'm glad we were able to do that. Would you rather have a head the size of a watermelon or a tennis ball? for like just a split second I thought you just meant or would you rather have a tennis ball (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I kind of want to know the answer to that question too I mean I'd rather have a tennis ball (laughs) so you just love hitting the courts because I don't want to have a head the size of a watermelon. <laughs> I feel it. I feel at this point we need to apologize to our listeners. Uh, we're both a little punchy this afternoon. That's how they like us. This is how it's gonna go. 
This isn't going to get any better. Woo! Uh, so I would rather have a head the size of a watermelon because I feel like if you had a head the size of a tennis ball, you could not effectively <laughs> think. Like, think or <laughs> eat or talk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we agree too much today. This is a problem. I agree with you having the head the size of a tennis ball. I just feel like you wouldn't have the brain capacity. Yeah. And maybe if you had the head the size of a watermelon, you would be a genius, because your brain could be so much bigger. Maybe, although I don't know if, I don't know if it has to do with the, well, it probably does have to do with the size, even in that case. I I don't think it, I don't think it will necessarily make you smarter, but I don't think it will make you dumber. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Certainly it longer. will mean you'll have to get special hats made. Yes, that is true. Um, do you want to do one of your questions? Sure. Well, I had a different question, but I'll keep with the would you rather theme since that's okay. what we're since we're doing our rapid fire would you rather. And because you're doing a Buffy rewatch right now, I okay. thought, would you rather be a vampire or a werewolf? Werewolf. Why? Because I don't like the nighttime. So... <laughs> Like, literally nothing about being a vampire is at all interesting to me. I do not want to be immortal. I don't want to have to eat blood. I don't want to... To be fair, if you were a vampire, you would enjoy the blood. I know, but I don't want to. Okay. Like, right now, that doesn't seem... (laughs) Living a life in which I enjoy drinking blood does not seem like a selling point. I don't want to be nocturnal. I don't know what kind of vampire canon we're going for, but, like, turning into a bat doesn't seem great. Oh, that seems like the one perk to me. Yeah, I mean, I think that would be the best part of being a vampire, but nothing about being a vampire seems dope. I don't want to (laughs) be... I don't want to have no reflection. We already talked about how that's important to me. That's true. So much more important to me than my shadow. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I, I definitely peaked on that. But, so here's one thing, though, to consider. So, vampires can control their actions at all times, but werewolves cannot. So, depending on the werewolf lore, obviously, I think most places, it's not even just the full moon, but it's like the day leading up to and maybe after the full moon. So, let's say it's like three days that you can't control yourself at all. You just turn into a beast, and if you were to get loose, you would definitely kill people. Yeah, but I can deal with, like, locking myself up for three days a month. Honestly, I should probably do that now. Uh, (laughs) Why? You know, there's probably a weekend a month where I should probably not be around people. Okay, okay, fair. But, yeah, like, being a werewolf is just like a a less of a disruption to your life. Right. Yeah, well... Unfortunately, here we are agreeing again, because that was also my answer. I would also choose Werewolf. I, I was trying to play Devil's Advocate a little bit, but it, I can't even, because it's so much better to be a werewolf. I have so many questions about people who would choose vampire. It's like, to me, like, the biggest downside of being a vampire is the immortality. Oh, see, I think for some people that would be the biggest upside. But for me, it would be a downside, for sure. I don't want to live forever. That seems terrible. Uh, also being nocturnal sounds awful. I mean, I guess you can turn into a bat, you can hypnotize people, you can... You can hypnotize people without being a vampire, though. Like, hypnotism is a thing. 
I know, but, like, if you were so drawn to being able to hypnotize people, like, you would just learn hypnotism. <laughs> you don't have to give up your soul. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not doing a good job playing devil's advocate because I, I also would choose yeah. werewolf. Like, I don't want to be a vampire either. I didn't think you would be a psycho to pick vampire. Well, anyway. there you go. Harsh, Harsh words. Like, at So me. when we ask our listeners and, like, 50% of them choose vampire... I know who to unfriend. Would you rather be a ghostwriter of a super famous book or be the author that got the credit? Ooh. Yeah. I would rather be the ghostwriter. Oh, so you want that quiet victory as opposed to that fame and glory. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Well, one, well, because one, writing is one of my biggest hobbies. So, um... I would actually enjoy the process of writing the book, like, a lot. And I would be edified, just personally, knowing that I had written a book that was that popular and successful and that I could do it again. And it would certainly give me cred to put on, you know, like, I could then then write my own work with that and be like, I actually wrote this best-selling book, so give me a book deal. I think I could use it. Um, I'd get paid for it. And then I wouldn't have to do any of the marketing and publicity part, which is, you know, the part I'm not good at anyway. So. Oh, that's interesting. And I don't really need all the like fame and glory stuff. And I think if I was the other person, if I was the person who was um, purported to have written the book, I would feel it would feel a little disingenuous to me. And like, if I was pretending I wrote it now, if it was like a co-authored with situation, that's different. But if it was just me being like, I wrote this book and I didn't write a single word of it, I think. And then I had to like go out and be like, Oh yeah, let me talk about this amazing book I read. I mean, I wrote, I, I just, I don't think I could quite, I, that's not for me. Interesting. That's really interesting. So at first I disagreed with you, but I think oh. maybe you convinced me. Oh, um, what what were you going to say? Yeah, so I'll tell I'll take you down my journey with this question. Okay. Uh, and I will say that at first I was leaning towards being the author, but for similar reasons that you stated, because I was basically like, well, if this gives me a platform that will help me produce a bunch of other works, right? Like I can like use right. that platform to like, you know, get more listeners for the podcast or, like, do other creative works and, like, you know, make contacts and, like, that really helps if you're, like, wanting a creative career, having a platform of people who know your name really opens doors for a a number of other opportunities. Yeah, and you would get all the Instagram followers, like, as the author. Like, the ghostwriter is not going to get any of that, like, social attention. Right. Um, and I feel like you can, like, that's valuable in a way that you can then, like, use that for a variety of different projects and or, like, career opportunities. And so I was like, oh, and, like, once I have that best-selling book, it's like, well, then maybe I use that, like, my maybe my next book deal doesn't have a ghostwriter. And, like, I, you know, follow it up and write my own thing, or, like, maybe I write uh like a spec script or what you know like I do something else I do agree with you about the the thing that was compelling to me was the feeling very disingenuous if I was like pretending that this was my work and it really wasn't and I will say 
And just to be clear, like publishing does all different kinds of deals. Like sometimes you have like co-written, co-authored books where you have somebody who's basically like telling all the stories and they're actively involved in doing it. And, you know, they're like working hand in hand with the with the co-writer or the ghostwriter. And then you just have somebody who's like a skilled writer who's taking all of your ideas and all of your stories and like putting them together. It's like memoir. That happens all the time. That wouldn't bother me at all. Like if like if somebody else kind of helped me shape my memoir, but it was my life, my stories and everything, that to me doesn't feel disingenuous because they're just basically like polishing your your words. But that's not what I'm talking about. I was thinking of a scenario more like a art of the deal kind of thing where like somebody just fully just writes the book for you and then you slap your name on it. Yeah. And in that situation, I I mean, it works for some people, you know, especially it works for like celebrities and stuff. I just, I wouldn't want to. Yeah. The thing is like, I can't imagine a situation in which I would end up in that sort of situation where they just slap my name on it because my name means nothing. So, you know, like in, in that reality, my name would have to be so meaningful that it was like a marketing ploy to have my name on the book. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like in this hypothetical, let's say that that is, yeah, no, that the is case, the, right. that is the intention of the hypothetical. Um, but I do think that like having that kind of notoriety opens doors for you in a yeah. way. So it's basically like, do you want to be famous? Which is, like, another question that I would honestly probably say no to. Um, But in this situation, I feel like being the person with that public notoriety would be helpful. Um, I do think it would be more gratifying to be the writer and know that, like, the world loves my writing. But the cold-blooded Capricorn in me is like, what is more valuable here? (laughs) You know, like, gratification is great, but, like, what's that gonna get me? And I agree with you that there are true quantifiable upsides of being a well-renowned ghostwriter, but there's something about the notoriety itself that feels more valuable. That's true, but then I I just get stopped because I just imagine myself, like, sitting down on what the daily show let's say the daily show so that i can picture trevor noah trevor noah in my head yeah like you sit down and you talk to somebody and you talk about your book as if you wrote it and nobody else was involved and it's all your ideas and all your words and and you have to just sell that you know i think there's a way to be like I was supported by such a great team, (laughs) it wouldn't be possible without (laughs) them, and like, you know, I'm so grateful for all the people who helped make this book what it is today. Like, I think there is a way to like subtly be like, you know, I, you know, I didn't do this by myself. Um, I think I would, I would be very careful with my words to like, you know, kind of dance I worked in PR for a while, so yeah. I think there is a way to dance around that a little bit, uh, especially if it's, like, and then, like, f- focusing more on the topic of the book and, like, what you hope it means to the readers as opposed to, like, your process and, like, you know, that kind of thing where it's, like, yeah, I think this is a really valuable story for these people, and I really hope that these people can resonate with, like, these aspects of the book, and I'm so grateful for, like, the team that helped and supported me through this process, and, like, this is a win for all of us. 
Okay, so basically what we've decided here is I need to write a book and Shelby needs <laughs> so Shelby needs to put her name on it because she's like she's already doing her PR for her fake book like right here <laughs> and it's amazing to me and I'm just watching with my mouth like hanging open because I feel like maybe this is another difference between us like this is why I'm a book editor and you're a marketer PR person press like, trained baby yeah like, <laughs> you're over here press trained and I'm over here like I can't say words in front of people yeah I mean I definitely think that there's a way to focus it and just like keep the narrative away from the actual writing process and more on like the impact of the work and for me, the whole point to even write the book is the writing process. So that's why I'm like, well, you know, that's why we work together. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad we finally disagreed. I have one more would you rather. Um, would you rather get rid of uh, the internet or airplanes? Oh, airplanes. <laughs> oh, okay. Tell me why. Uh, the internet, I no, I, I, we, we can, there are other forms of travel. There aren't other forms of internet. Yeah, but this question makes me so sad. Uh, and well, you're not even expressing any amount of grief. Uh, and it's upsetting to me. You're, you're upset that I'm not more sad about yeah, having to it's like I told place. you, it's like I asked you, hey, would you rather kill my dog or kill my cat? And you're like, cat. cat. It's fine. <laughs> Get rid of it. Who cares? I would never. That one I would take super seriously. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I just think like you can you can still travel by many other means. They're just slower, yeah. or you don't have literally everything the internet brings to the world. Like it just seems too. I'm not sad because it. I just feel very confident in my answer. That's why. Yeah. In one of our recent episodes, we talked about, like, uh, spending time with friends versus getting rid of the internet, and we both went and spent time with our friends. Mm -hmm. But it, we, like, you know, grappled with it for a long time because the internet's right. so important and also human contact so important. This is a really hard question for me because I love to travel, and a lot of the places that I've been able to go, I would not have been able to go if airplanes didn't exist and like well you might have been able to go it just would have been like a month-long trip on a boat I wouldn't have been able to go because I don't get that much time off it's okay. like you know like a person could go to those places but with the parameters of my life I would not be able to go fair what about are there other forms of air travel like helicopters or I think for the sake of argument, maybe there are hot air balloons, but there are no helicopters or airplanes. We could take a blimp or something. But Yeah, but. I feel like helicopter is a cheat. Um, it is, but I was looking for a cheat, so. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I think on the day-to-day, -day, I like, I use airplanes way less frequently than I use the internet. Of course. I mean, think about, literally, you'd have to give up travel to distant places with the airplanes, but you'd have to give up pretty much most of your daily life if you gave up the internet. Yeah, I know, but it's still hard. <laughs> Including this podcast. Is there a way to do podcasts without the internet? I guess probably not. That's just called radio. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, you're right. The answer is get rid of airplanes. 
But it's just so sad. You just, you just need this to, to feel like a heavier choice for me, is what I'm hearing. Yeah, I think that you've been very flippant about this thing that is incredibly uh, difficult and has brought me a lot of grief. I see, I see. And yeah, I don't love that. And that is very sad. Thank you. <laughs> she says, showing no emotion on her face at all the thing is like this is an even to me this is an even more like of course kind of thing in quarantine while airports are like airlines are struggling you know because nobody's using them because and we're all talking over the internet and it's just like that just seems like a no-brainer to me i'm sorry yeah a sad sad no-brainer fine i'll allow it (laughs) you had a question if you were reincarnated as an animal in your next life based on your personality in this life, what animal do you think you would be? I think we should answer this for each other as opposed to ourselves. Oh. Like, I think I should pick one for Well, you. maybe both. Okay. But I, I think we should pick for each other first and not be biased by the other person's opinion. Okay. This is like a, a friendship <laughs> test. <laughs> I know. I, I, you look way so more stressed more out than you did when you were asking this question. Because I was just like, whoo, what are fun animals I might be? And now I'm like, oh, shit, I have to answer the right answer or Shelby's going to think I don't know her well enough. I will say that I took the Pottermore Patronus test like last week and was oh. very upset with my results. So I don't there is a wrong upset. answer to this question. Yeah, that's a, like... I, I immediately got nervous because I was like, oh, shit, she's not going to, whatever I say is going to be wrong. Well, I don't think you're going to pick Badger for me, okay. which is no. what my Patronus wants. <laughs> so it really can only go up from there. <laughs> wow. Badger was not on <laughs> was, my list. Was not one of your immediate thoughts for me? Thank you. No, no, it wasn't. Also, uh, apologies to everyone, mostly to Shelby, for the children screaming. Oh, I can't uh, hear it. You can't hear it? No. Okay. Well, let's hope the listeners can't hear it either. Because <laughs> no, they're I... not even, they're just screaming. I mean, they're just. Um, I like, I'm a, okay, I will walk you through my thought process on you. And hopefully we're still friends at the end of this. <laughs> You did this to yourself. I know, and I kind of immediately regretted it, but I do think it's the more interesting choice. I've I've been so distracted by the children screaming, I haven't even thought about one for you. So, you well, go. Well, okay, so my first thought was cat, and I don't love that answer, which is why I was, like, hemming and hawing. But my first thought was cat, because I, fa- I think you're very independent, and, like, you know, you you thrive with having your own time to yourself and like you like being in control and like you're very good at reading a room like you can really like scan a room to see like and you're very sensitive to energies and I think cats are very sensitive to energies I, I, I'll just go ahead and let you off the hook I'm not even remotely offended by this cat oh. is a good answer for me yeah I, I, I but it, I feel like it's too obvious like I feel like there's like more to you than that Like, I will also say, and I'm not sure why, but another immediate thought I had was dragonfly. 
Um, <laughs> okay, that one's a little out of left field, but I yeah, like it. Yeah, it's a little bit more abstract. Well, <laughs> uh, the thing is, like, with cat, I feel like everyone who's like, oh, that's an introvert, so they're like a cat, you know? And I yeah. think that's, like, a little bit of a cop-out. Like, I think someone could look at me and be like, golden retriever. Right. And, like, and I could just as easily say, dog, for you, like, you're extroverted and happy and yeah, playful. And, and yeah. You, yeah. I mean, it's not inaccurate. No. Uh, I just don't know if it's, like, the most true answer. I will say, of the domestic animals, you're more of a dog. I'm more of a cat, right? Oh, for sure. But I, if we're looking beyond that, let me think. Yeah. So I thought dragonfly. Just because, and I'm not 100% sure why. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not either, but I'm interested to hear your thought process. I don't know. I think there, there's something a little bit magical about dragonflies, and I also think that you're a little magical. Dragonflies Aww. make me think of, like, wisdom and, like, nature, and, like, those are both things that I think of when I think of you. That's nice. Thanks. Yeah. And, and like, there's just, like, uh, yeah, there's just, like, this, like, mystical, I don't know why I associate dragonflies with, like, maternal instinct, but I do. (laughs) They don't have that. Well, they do for me. Um, And so we're learning new things about Shelby during (laughs) this as well. But but just in case there are any young listeners listening, we are not learning new things about dragonflies. <laughs> dragonflies are not maternal. <laughs> yeah, well, I, maybe maternal is the wrong feminine, maybe, is, like, the right? I don't know. Okay. But just because they're really pretty, I guess, is, like, they have this, like, oh. very, like, they, they uh, like, light bounces off of them in a really interesting way. So they make me think of these things. Okay. Like very interesting. Ethereal. ethereal? Yeah. Um, you think I'm ethereal? Oh, man. I think you can be, yeah. I feel so... You just made me feel so good in my heart. Good. I'm glad. See, this is why I wanted to do it this way. <laughs> but I, I wouldn't have thought Dragonfly by myself, but I do like you just sitting there and saying nice things about me, so that worked yeah. out well. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's your turn. Yeah. Proceed. Well, so, I mean, I don't know if this is the right answer, but the answer that popped to my mind was dolphin. Um, Okay. I'll I'll tell you my thought process on that. One, because they're extremely smart, right? Like, super intelligent. Um, But they're also very social creatures, you know? I'm not afraid of the ocean. You like the ocean. You actively (laughs) like it. I'll never understand. Um, But you do like the ocean. But they're they're like mammals, so they... They're really big on family and stuff, but they're also, and they're also very playful, Mm -hmm. you know, they're like funny creatures, they like to like play games and stuff like that, Um, and very smart, and then, but also, I feel like there's this adventurous kind of wild spirit about them, I mean, they're out in the kind of the wild ocean, they travel long distances, you know, they're like, I, I was trying to think of an animal that captured both, because you have like a side of you that's very social and you care so much about your friends and, you know, um, and you're very extroverted and, and, and happy, but then also the part of you that has like the wanderlust and apart from like birds, it seems like marine animals have more kind of, yeah, I don't know, maybe I'm just thinking too much of finding Nemo, but, um, and plus they're like, 
very beautiful creatures and they're very like talkative creatures you know what I mean like yeah just I like I, I wouldn't have thought dolphin for myself but I like it also dolphins are, are like my favorite animal from when I was a kid so this is this is the biggest compliment I can give you that's so kind my favorite animal when I was a kid was giraffes and I'm not gonna do that to you <laughs> <laughs> sorry I interrupted you though you weren't you wouldn't have thought dolphin for yourself I wouldn't have thought dolphin for myself I will say while you were talking I thought of another one for you oh right and well, should... was... oh go ahead oh, I was gonna say it was songbird oh because you have such a beautiful voice I think of birds as being like very like the ability to rise above very literally and I think mm -hmm. that you're able to like keep a level head in most situations and like handle yourself with grace um the way that a bird can oh nice yeah, yeah I like it's funny because um other people have also chosen birds for me in yeah the I'm very drawn to, like, an uh, animal that can fly for you. Yeah. I'm not sure why, but I do feel that way. I think if I was thinking for myself, I would either choose some sort of bird. Um, mm -hmm. Or the other one I had in mind for myself was a fox. Oh, I like that. Because I think foxes have a lot in common with cats, actually. Yeah. But they're, like, a little bit more playful. Yeah. And a little... Because, uh, you know, they're kind of solitary creatures a little, but they're, I don't know, they also have this, like, sort of goofy side to them, I think. I like fox. Um, I will say that my first instinct for myself was a horse. Okay. Um, Wanderlust is in there, right? I, like, I knew it had to be something. Fast. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just, like, very, like, when I think of horses, they're very, like, proud and strong and like powerful and they I don't know just like very tough I guess and like very brave I yeah guess, yeah like a wild it's got to be those wild yeah, horses like, wild like out in the west like sort of thing yeah running together all like right. your hair blowing in the breeze yeah, yeah I can totally like my, see that for you my first thought for myself very like willful very strong very like, yeah 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 I can totally see that for you. I have a sort of similar, like a sort of related question. Okay. So it's a would you still go out with him? Would you still go out with him is one of our favorite segments. And the basic premise is you've met a person on a dating app or where have you, and they're great and lovely. You feel like you won the lottery. And then something happens. And you have to decide whether or not you would still go out with them. And in this scenario, you've been dating a guy for, like, two months. Still early days, but, like, mm -hmm. you're really liking him. Things are going well. You're, like, telling all your friends about, like, oh, my God, like, this might be something, you know. And then you find out in his college days he was in love romantically with a bird. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm a bird, so it's okay. <laughs> you know, I didn't know we were going to do that question, but I thought this is a good time. So maybe he just loves bird spirits, and he can see your bird spirit you my within bird spirit. you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in his college days, he was in love with a bird. He was literally in love with he a bird. Was in, he would, did not have sex with a bird. 
It was a non-sexual romantic relationship. No, I would never. <laughs> would, I mean, I don't, I don't know if Shelby. No. I mean, it's I don't know if Shelby's just like trying to find something that I, I can't like possibly say yes to. But you found it. <laughs> you you got it. You wouldn't even ask any follow-up questions to him. You would just be like, "And I'm done. Goodbye. I, Thank you very much." I think I would have six follow-up questions, and all six of them would be, "Are you being serious?" <laughs> I would ask him over and over if he really meant that he was in love with a bird and if it came to pass that yes he was does it matter what kind of bird it was it does not (laughs) there's no reality in which you date a man who once loved a bird there is a reality Okay. The reality is one of those realities where, like, witches put curses on princesses. Okay. And it turned a princess into a bird, and he fell in love with the princess and then was still in love with the princess after she became a bird. Okay, what if that's what happens? Then fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you allowed for that possibility. I didn't want to say there was no universe or no way under which it would happen. What if, and go on this journey with me. I'm here for it. Okay. What if he had this high school sweetheart that she was deeply, madly in love with, and then she died in a car accident, but she was reincarnated into a bird, and he knows this because the bird that he met has the same soul as his high school sweetheart and he just knows he he just knows he can feel it because that's how soulmates work hannah okay (laughs) so we're we're suspending disbelief enough to believe that actually yes she was reincarnated as a bird as i might be in my next life no 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 no. he just believes that that's what he has told to you okay then no so (laughs) i actually think it's worse I actually think it's now it's become a level of bad and tragic that is is somehow worse. If 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 it's a real thing, like certifiably proven, like this is a thing that happens in this universe where like people get reincarnated as animals and then they come and hang out with you and everyone knows this. And it was a bird of a woman that he once loved. Maybe I could get over it if like well <laughs> Hannah's going to say a sentence that she never thought she was going to say. If the bird died. (laughs) Because otherwise he'd still be in love with the bird, right? Not me. Could you imagine? No, he just got into a fight with the bird. They decided they were better off as friends. (laughs) She wasn't being supportive enough of his music career. Oh, the bird. Every time he would start to play... Wonderwall on the guitar, it would fly away. Just start cawing. Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, so he's sometimes broken up gr- with the bird. Sometimes you grow apart from your high school sweetheart. Who's re- been reincarnated <laughs> as, a as a bird, yeah. In that situation, if it's like a thing that happens and everyone knows about it, then I, I think it would be a little bit more forgivable. Because, But both of these things have in common is that that bird was once a human. Okay. Here's what I don't want. I don't want to date a guy 
<laughs> who is <laughs> who is just in love with a bird for the bird. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I would question what he got back from that bird. Companionship. Love. Did he did he get love back from that bird? If you said a dog, maybe. Oh, interesting. No, no, no. I wouldn't be okay with that either. That's not what I meant. I meant I could so, understand the dog I giving think a love. I a list of animals our boyfriends could have previously been in love with. The answer is we none. we would be okay with. Hannah starts with dog. Cursed princesses only. All right. So uh, what's your answer? And please... Please, God, tell me that your answer is you would still go out with him. Please. <laughs> well, could you imagine if this was one of those questions where I'm like, well, actually, this <laughs> happened. <laughs> yeah, right. If this is one of those ones where it's like, I drew this off of real life, and I don't appreciate how much you've made fun of it, Hannah. Um, but I Actually, I was in love with a bird <laughs> in college, and no one should break up with me because of that. Uh, we had a really intense bond and you know not flames that burn the brightest don't last that long <laughs> but <laughs> I agree with you unfortunately that this person is not someone I would want to continue investing time into because I mean it, I, yeah it's it's not healthy, right? That's the thing. And I don't want to pass judgment, but that's what the show is all about. Um, <laughs> but the kind of relationship I'm looking for and that I would be satisfied with, you, like, a bird could not provide those things. And so if you were in a relationship that felt fulfilling to you with a bird, I think we are looking for different kinds of relationships on the flip side you know he wouldn't have very high expectations of you yeah i mean that's the, well i kind of think a dude who was in love with a bird is a little bit of a narcissist because they just want a literal captive audience right, right. someone who will never disagree with them someone who will always listen someone who has none of their own interests or a personality really yeah I mean, to me, it's kind of like a Lars and the Real Girl situation. Truly. Or, yeah. Uh, it's not good. It's no bueno. And for him to be like, it also, I'm imagining in this scenario, this isn't a guy who's like, I was going through a rough time and I thought I was in love with a bird. Right. And so I did some crazy things, but I'm better now. It's a guy who is like, oh yeah, I was in love with a bird and that's a thing that can happy, happen in a healthy and normal way. Like, and he just I don't listed regret it. As his, like, relationship history, when you guys are, like, going through your exes, and you're like, well, I dated this one guy for, like, five years, and then I was in love with a bird for, like, a year, and then the bird died, so then I was in love... <laughs> I love how Hannah's fixated on the only way the bird thing could end is if the bird died, because it's not like someone could just, like, break up with a bird because they got a had a fight. I'm, tr I'm, I'm having a problem trying to imagine breaking up with a bird. Yes, that's, that's truly what's happening here. <laughs> like, every time we talk about the relationship ending, she's like, the bird must have died. Well, Because how else could it end? Well, because, like, 
Yeah, how else could it end? If you've gotten <laughs> to the point, nothing about that bird is going to change. It's not like you're going to be like, well, the bird and I grew apart. <laughs> yeah, the we, birds... used, we used to have the same goals. Right. They, you know, got really into Jesus. Um, she, yeah, she, she, her hobbies were just so different from mine. And I didn't like her friends, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess neither of us are going to go out with Birdman again. But I will tell everyone I meet forevermore about Birdman. Here's my question. How would you react in the moment to that news? I think I would ask a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. Different tactic than me, than just making sure he's telling the truth and then leaving immediately. I think I would, I mean, honestly, I think it depends on how he rolled it out. Like, if he was like, I have something to tell you, I'm really scared, like, you know, (laughs) What if if he had the bird taxidermied and he just pointed to it? I mean, that's even creepier, because that's like having the body of your ex-girlfriend in your apartment. He's like, yeah, what's the love of the bird? That That bird. That one right there. Um, Yeah, that would be... So... It depends on how he rolled it out. If he said it really matter-of-factly, I would assume he was joking, and I would laugh. If he, like, was like, hey, I have something I need to tell you. I'm a little nervous about how you'll react. Like, I've gotten poor feedback about this before, but, like, I think it's an important thing for you to know. I would, you know, have my serious big girl face on, and I would be like, okay, like, let's talk it out. So can you walk me through that? How did you guys meet? How did this happen? What was going on in your life that, like... How did you meet? (laughs) Well, I bought her. (laughs) What if it wasn't his bird? That's another thing. I stole her? What? (laughs) I captured her. Maybe they didn't live together. Interesting. (laughs) Maybe, you know, like, maybe she just flew to his window every day and they would have tea together or like you know she would just like come over <laughs> you know maybe she's a but then they broke up because she didn't like his cat you know she, she just stopped coming back oh she we just don't, left him we don't know what happened to Pigina um <laughs> you know raven is a name i mean yeah okay but in my head she was a pigeon <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's the thing like i think you're assuming immediately that this was his pet whereas like it could just be a bird in the wild yeah it could be one of his friend's pets that he like bird sat for a weekend and then fell in love with and then went over there and had double that, dates with the bird and his friend that is an awkward conversation <laughs> to have with your friend <laughs> you know Marcus keeps asking me to like leave and let him bird sit more often and I, I can't understand it's a weird like, like does he not like me or something when Marcus comes over he doesn't play video games with me anymore he just hangs out with my bird the whole time and I'm starting to think he likes my bird more than he likes me uh I think it all comes back to it's just not the kind of relationship structure yeah. that either of us would get anything out of, and therefore they're probably not the partner that we would be looking for. Does it change anything for you, the idea that he doesn't own this bird? I mean, <laughs> yes and no. 
I think it's better, but I wouldn't actually do right. anything about it. It it is better, and also no. Yeah, it it's not good enough, but it's better. So we're not gonna date Birdman. No, let's talk about our hypothetical worlds in which neither of us is dating a man who used to be in love with a bird. Thank God for that. Well, we but <laughs> I will say this does kind of suck for me if I were to get reincarnated as a bird. That's true, because he was in love with you. Right. Plot twist. Right. <laughs> He's the kind of man who would fall in love with you. Weird. Uh, we both have watermelon heads, and I think we agreed too much. The biggest difference is I'm a famous fake author, and you're a non-famous real ghostwriter. Excellent. Neither of us have shadows. <laughs> You're basking in all the light in your apartment while I'm just living it up in the dark air conditioning. <laughs> but we can hover, and we've fashioned a cool curtain to cover our mouths while we chew. And that's our world. It's a weirder one than usual, I would say. It is a, it is a weirder one than usual, for sure. For sure, for sure. So it goes. I mean, we've, we basically... We got a chance to just uh, compliment each other for a while. And I think that that makes for a successful afternoon, if not podcast. I I don't know if the listeners will enjoy it, but I can say I needed that. So (laughs) (laughs) this many weeks into quarantine, you need to pick me up every once in a while. So, yeah. Well, and if you need us to send you any compliments or, you know, loving animal characteristics, not that kind of loving just just normal loving animal characteristics you can hit us up on instagram we're at arguments about nothing and uh you can get in contact with us there you can tell us your weird questions that you'd like us to answer or your weird responses to these questions yeah you have ever been in love with a bird i think it is your civic duty to reach out to us (laughs) yeah and explain to us why we're so so wrong about that question yes But yeah, uh, for everyone else, thank you so much for listening. Uh, We love it if you can take a moment to uh, rate and review and uh, love it even more if you took a moment to tell a friend about us. Yeah. Text somebody right now about this weird bird question. They'll be hooked. I'm sure of it. They won't not ask you questions. Yeah. You'll have their interest for sure. They'll text you back. But thank you to our listeners. Thank you for Alice, to Allison Fields for designing our logo. And uh, thank you to the giant thunderstorm for waiting till the end of this recording. All right. Uh, and until next time, fight on. <laughs>